listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is like a two-legged chameleon, only she's much better looking and definitely much more talented, with apologies to all the chameleons listening right now. She's uh, an actress who pops up on many hit TV shows. She has that amazing range from being the very dramatic to the zany. And you might find yourself saying, I know her, but... To her three rescued pets at home, she needs no introduction. After all, she ranks numero uno in their lives and their hearts. Please give pause and applause to the multi-talented actress, Sally Brooks. Welcome to the show, Sally. Thank you, Arden. That was so lovely. Thanks. Thank you. I've been practicing so hard. I wanted to impress you. You know, we're going to discover the newest role Sally landed and much more after we pay for the show by taking a commercial break. So, everybody, you know the rules. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. Obehave will be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is actress Sally Brooks. Now, when she isn't on the new hit NBC show, Outsource, or taking on guest roles on such, I call them, mutt-see shows as The Mentalist, uh, Desperate Housewives, and Cold Case. Sally is using her star power as a volunteer for a group called Tiny Loving Canines. It's a rescue group in the Semi Valley in California. And she also likes hanging out with her uh, three rescued pets. I love the names Maud, without the E, Gray, with an E, and Charlotte. So did I get it right? You did. 
All right. So you are on O Behave on Pet Life Radio, but you don't have to behave. That's the beauty of the show, Sally. So um, I wanted to just get a little bit of background from you because you seemed, I mean, I went on your website and you've got a lot of looks. Do you think that's a blessing as an actress to be able to uh, kind of blend in and look different ways so no one's yeah, pounding? Yeah, I think it can be. I think it works both ways. I think sometimes it works for you and sometimes it works against you. I think as much as actresses think, oh, I don't want to be typecast, I think in a certain sense it's not a bad thing to be typecast because when they're looking for whatever it is they're looking for and they know, oh, that certain list of actresses do that, you sort of always fall on those lists. And when you're not typecast, even though it gives you, you know, more variety and people fight against it, uh, I think sometimes you can slip between the cracks. So you sort of want to have a balance of both, I think. Like I'm just wondering, you know, if you and Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts were all kind of at the Starbucks, I guess they would have to do more disguise, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> just a little, it'd be close though, right? Really close. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, you know, you probably have coffee with them all the time, right? Yeah, oh yeah, every day. But I did do a little noodling around and I did find out that you are good buds with Kate Walsh, who's on Grey's Anatomy, right? Yes. Okay, unless you guys have just become uh, <laughs> no more best friends and I just messed up this whole show. I hope not. <laughs> no. But what I was laughing about is she has dogs, is this true, named Lou Diamond Phillips and Rosie Perez? Yeah, those are their nicknames. It's Lucy and Rosie, but she calls them Lou Diamond Phillips and Rosie Perez, yeah. Okay, so you could get a whole batch of new pets and you could be doing Julia Roberts and Meryl Streep and... Right, that? That's true. I mean, I had a calico cat named Callie that wasn't very creative, but, uh, <laughs> I think you know, I, my... I think we all had a calico cat when we were kids, right? Yeah, I think that there's something about them. But in speaking with your dogs and cats, I mean, you have one dog and two cats, I understand. Isn't it kind of tough? You're doing a lot of jobs. You're an actress in many roles. I mean, what's the benefit you have when you come home to Maud, Gray, and Charlotte? Oh, it's so great. I love it. I love having them here. They're like, I can't, sometimes I can't wait to get home. And yesterday, I didn't have Maud because she was at the vet being spayed, and I just missed her so much. I couldn't wait to get her back. And I think the other two were looking at me like, what did you do with her? <laughs> Where'd she go? How's Maud doing? Is she healing okay? Yeah. Inc- like, I can't believe she's running around. She's wrestling with the dog. I mean, I, it's amazing what we could learn from animals in their recovery. She's, she's a little bit disoriented, but uh, she's definitely as playful as ever. You know, I know a lot of people that are a little bit disoriented, but I think it's the holiday punch or something or wine that's a factor, maybe. I don't think that's the case for Maud, right? No, I think, it's, I think she, she's just affected by the anesthesia and the trauma. <laughs> okay. She doesn't have to wear one of those silly, hard plastic cones, does she? She doesn't. And in fact, they put in dissolvable stitches, which is fantastic. Good. So she gets to maintain her feline dignity and not bang exactly. into your walls. Exactly. So give me a little bio on these guys. You know, let's go with the one that's recovering and, you know, still under anesthesia. Let's go Maud. You do Maud without an E. I'm curious. Yes, I do Maud without an E because I didn't, I, she doesn't look like B. Arthur. And I didn't <laughs> want it. everybody associates that name. Her other uh-huh. name, her first name, I was going to name her Portia. And everybody kept saying Derossi. And I was like, no, Shakespeare. <laughs> so that Isn't one that didn't fun? stick, though. Maud just stuck. She just seems like a Maud. She's a little bit sophisticated and a lot silly and I got her from a rescue group called Tales of the City and I had been looking around for a kitten and I sort of had that thing where you go and I was going to adoptions and I kept playing with cats and I I wanted to take them all but I was waiting for that sort of signal and I kept thinking oh that's silly I'm not gonna know I want they're all so adorable but when I met her I saw that 
green eye and that blue eye, and I had had a cat many years ago with that same trait, and I just thought, oh, this one's it. And she was so sweet and affectionate and just, but had a spunky personality, so I knew she wouldn't, like, I like the balance of a cat who needs affection but also needs independence. So she's perfect. You kind of are into uh, different pets. Let's go with the next pet you got. My next pet is Gray, and he showed up on my doorstep when I lived in an apartment in West Hollywood, and he would come every day to be fed, and after about a year and a half of feeding him every day and barely being able to touch him, I was moving, and I just could not leave him behind. I was so afraid that he wouldn't make it or he'd be self-abandoned, so the day after I moved out, I went back and waited for him to show up, and I, I grabbed him, and I brought him to my new place, and he's lived inside ever since. What's his uh, personality like? He's a little skittish. He is very affectionate with me, but over the years, he's gotten better and better. Now he'll come out a little bit more when people are over. He'll let a few people touch him and pet him, but typically with strangers, he tends to just hide under my bed until he feels comfortable. How's he doing with Maud? Great with him because Maud insists that he plays. So she will jump on him and wrestle with him, and he has no choice in the matter. And he just goes along with it pretty well. Now, we've got a canine in the bunch, Charlotte. Let's talk about, uh, I mean, poor Charlotte, outnumbered two to one by the demigods known as cats. Charlotte and Maude are best friends. They spend most days wrestling with each other or sleeping together, and they're just really, really tight. It's, It's really pretty great to watch. I have some fantastic video of them playing together. Oh, you had to post them. We'll post it on the Pet Life Radio and your exclusive guest bio. We would love if you could put the URLs on that link. So Mark Winter, our producer, I know he's dancing right now because we love videos. So if okay. you could send him a video, okay. you would make him a very happy individual. Oh, sure. I would love to. We'd like to do that. So how old is Charlotte and what's uh, Charlotte's background? Charlotte is about a year and a half. She was born in May of last year, and she I, found, I was on that PetFinder.com looking for mm-hmm. a dog. My other dog had been diagnosed with cancer, and I was mm-hmm. thinking it would be nice to get her a playmate. I thought maybe if I brought another dog in, it would bring some life to her and give her, you know, just a reason to sort of, I don't know, live maybe. I was on PetFinder.com, and I found these puppies that I thought were just really, really special. So I drove out to Simi Valley, and that's how I first found this organization, Tiny Loving Canines, and I spent a lot of time with the puppies, and it was really hard. I wanted all of them, and I ultimately <laughs> picked Charlotte to come live with us, and unfortunately, my dog didn't make it, but I I'm got sorry. Charlotte right away. So, What was your dog's name, and what kind of cancer? My dog's name was Audrey, and I found her, uh, I don't know if I should admit this, but I found her in Mexico and smuggled her over the border. That's okay. Was, She's passed on. They have no evidence. Okay. There's no evidence. Okay. You're clear. I could be making this up. Uh, yeah. she, I was down there shopping uh, one Christmas. I had just moved into my house, and she started following me and my friends around and um, was super, super affectionate, but a little bit skittish, and she mm-hmm. was holding up her leg as if it was broken, and she was incredibly emaciated. So I went, and I got her some food, and I talked to a local. I found a man down there who had a house in Mexico. He was American, but he had a house there, and he told me that he knew this dog and that she was indeed a stray. And we picked her up and put her in the back of the car, and she lived with me for 10 years. And the kind of cancer, she had um, a tumor in her spleen, and it had ruptured. And so we did the surgery, they cleaned her up, and they told me it wasn't a great prognosis, but I went ahead anyway and did the whole chemo treatment and put on a raw food diet and did a lot of supplements and 
kept her alive for another, I think it was maybe three or four months. Well, that was very kind and compassionate of you. You know, even though she may have spoken Spanish, she communicated quite well to you that you, you belonged together, right? Yeah, she was a pretty special dog. Wow. So have you had pets all your life? I grew up with a cat. My mm-hmm. mother was one of those who didn't really, really, you know, have the pet gene in her, but I convinced her to take this cat in that was a neighbor of ours. And I think she thought that they would never give her up because I was begging and begging and begging to keep this cat. And she said, okay, I'll tell you what, you call up the street and you ask that family if we can have this cat because cat would always come over. So I called mm-hmm. them and they said yes. So That'll teach your mom. Back. They were a family that had so many pets that I think they were like happy to have somebody who wanted one. And that cat became just a treasured member of our family. And my mother grew so attached to her. It was, it was a really special, special cat. She was a tuxedo, a black and white tuxedo cat named Frankie. Frankie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think they thought she was a boy when they first got her, but the name stuck. Well, not to do an anatomy lesson here, listeners, but... We can pretty much tell if it's a boy or a girl dog, just checking under the hood, even if they've been neutered, right? What is it with cats? That's pretty tricky to find. Yeah, You know, I if they've know. been spayed or neutered, I mean, seriously, yeah. folks. Yeah. I don't spend all my days thinking about that, but, you know, <laughs> I think there's something androgynous about cats versus dogs. Yeah. Just my weird take on life. So this tiny, loving canines. I went on the site. It's a wonderful site. You were able to get uh, Charlotte through this place. Tell me a little bit about this group and how people can learn more about it. Well, like a lot of rescue groups, I mean, I know they're not, you know, unique in this, but they're the ones I've had the most contact with, so it's the one that I resonate with. They are committed to small breed dogs or small mutt dogs, rescues, rescuing smaller dogs. They have a number of chihuahuas and mixed breeds, and that's their main goal. They try to keep it approximately 10 pounds and under. I think they don't take, they're not super strict about that, but that's sort of their focus. And they're just really compassionate, kind-hearted people who care so much about their animals and where their animals are being placed. And one thing about them that I think is remarkable is when they first started Linda, who runs it with her husband, I think his name is Paul, they were taking in about, for every four animals they took in, they took in one special needs. That was sort of that they had felt like they could handle. And now it sounds more like for every three that are healthy, they seem to have one with some sort of special needs. Like I was out there about a week and a half ago, and they have a chihuahua who lost a leg and an eye because it fell out of the window. But they've taken him in. They got him his surgery. He's all fixed up and ready to go, and now he's with a foster family. Oh, that sounds great. We're speaking with actress Sally Brooks. you got to check her out in the new show on NBC. It's called Outsourced. I really like that show. And we're going to talk to Sally a little bit more about that show and the good things she's doing to bring out the best in dogs and cats right after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take affection. I really should mention I need time. Love. I crave attention. This is new way to buy the door. With shaking tails and happy hearts. 
I Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Lily Tomlin, and I invite you to listen to the Old Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Old Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm having a great time. We're talking to actress Sally Brooks, and she's got some two cool cats and one cool dog. And all these itty-bitty dogs in the Simi Valley, they've already started a Facebook page, I'm sure, for you, yeah. Sally, because of the work you're doing with the Tiny Loving Canines.org group. A few months back, I'm also involved with a group called Pet Airways. It's uh, an airline where people can fly their pets. You don't get to fly, but the passengers do. Oh, and yeah. we teamed seen, up with, yeah, you seen it, heard about it? I have, yeah. Okay, it's pretty cool. And we teamed up with some shelter groups in L.A. to help coordinate sending a bunch of chihuahuas to Denver and bring back a bunch of big dogs from their shelters. Because, as you know, in California, all these purse-riding, itty-bitty little dogs were flooded with them. And yeah. the people in Denver would like to have something other than a Malamute or a Husky. So we coordinated the swapping of the itty-bitty for the big. And uh, I think having a group like Tiny Loving Canines, I don't know, people sometimes think, oh, they're little dogs, I can have a dozen of them. And they don't realize each and every one of them needs to have love and consistent care and training. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Linda was just telling you that they've done the same sort of thing with Canada. They were sending a bunch of the dogs up there because they don't have the small breeds like we do here. Now, please tell me you don't carry your dogs in your purse. You, you don't carry <laughs> Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't ride in a purse, right? She does not. She does okay. not. Okay. And you don't ride in a purse, right? <laughs> not so far. Okay. Okay. All right. So, and your cats, do they do any special tricks? Do they go uh, walk on leashes or, you know, order, uh, take out? <laughs> well, Charlotte does walk on a leash, and she has some tricks that she can do. She's uh, pretty good at sitting and staying, and she can dance a little bit. And you can see I have a workman at my house. She's very concerned right now. Well, she's a terrier. That's her job. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Is she being the uh, supervisor right now on your work project? <laughs> she seems to be. I hear. She's definitely supervising. Well, that's okay. That's okay. I, you yeah. know, it is a pet show, so I think we can get by with that noise. Yeah. She, she likes to let me. She loves to let me know when there's another dog walking by the house. But if I actually let her out, she is terrified to go near it, especially if it's at all bigger than she is. She's terrified. Uh-huh. I tried to. Uh, uh, socialize her with the bigger dogs, but there's something she just she wants to bark at them, but not get too close to them. Yeah, that's okay. Maybe someday you'll you'll meet a big dog that's just really lovable and really really mellow, and yeah. she'll get to meet that dog on her own terms. Because I have a, a little terrier mix and a big sixty pounder, and I swear they're joined at the hip. They're very good pals, and when they oh. run, the golden retriever husky Chipper is running full throttle, right? And the little terrier mix, Cleo, is running all 12 pounds in super turbo terrier mode. She'll leap up in the air and slam into my dog's flanks as they run. And the big huh. dog, Tipper, is just like laughing. So I hope my wish for Charlotte is someday she gets to have a big lug of a dog that she can go dance all over. 
Yeah. As an actress, this is kind of uh, fun. You just get gigs as you can, right? Right. But you have such great range. So we want a little, some inside secrets. I've seen that you've appeared in The Good Guys, mm-hmm. Weeds, The Mentalist, Cold Case, Grey's Anatomy, Desperate Housewives. Were you involved any, I was trying to think of which episode you are in The Mentalist because I, I really watched that show and, and I read John as kind of scary and creepy. And can you bring to people a little bit of idea of which role that you had in that as a guest? Yeah, I was in, uh, it was called Red John's Footsteps, and it was the season finale of, I, I'm trying to remember if it was season one or two. I'm, I'm not even sure. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. It was, a, it was, you know, I think at least a year ago. Okay. What was your role in that? And uh, any kind of, are, are they dog lovers on that or pet lovers on that on oh, that set? I don't know. I was on location for my part of it, so I didn't, it was freezing is what I remember. <laughs> freezing. And we were outside, and I was just really happy to get out of there. It was just a little bit difficult to shoot. The wind was whipping in our faces, and our eyes were tearing up just because it was so cold. And mm-hmm. uh, it was season one. That's what it was. It, it was the season finale of season one. So, so what was, was your role? What was so I was a sky rider who had written, I had given a message that they were trying to tie back to Red John and figure out who had paid me to do it. So they came to question me about that. Oh, okay. So how do you get these gigs? I know you have to be a member of the Actors Guild and all that, but how do you end up landing on these different roles? Do you have any tips or advice for anybody that's aspiring to be in the uh, movie business? Most of them are auditioning. You know, you get a, your agent gets you an audition and you go in and you read for the producers and the casting director and just hope that, you know, you give them what they're looking for. And, you know, to, for me, I, I've just sort of developed a habit of going in, doing my job, and then I have a little bit of a ritual where I throw my sides away on my way out. So I just sort of figure if they call me, that's a bonus. But if they don't, you sort of move on and go to the next one. So that doesn't you, th- sort of, you throw your what away? My sides, which is the scene that you audition with. They call them sides. Oh, okay. All right. But you got great range. Like you've been some. You were in Sergeant Bilko, and yeah. Kitty Kitty, and Osmosis Jones. I mean, sometimes don't p- actors want to be either strictly known for dramatic or comedy? I mean, what's your? How would you describe yourself? Was Chameleon the right description? Well, I don't think that actors necessarily want to be known for one or the other. I think it happens. You wind up okay. landing there, and so you just wind up doing one or the other. Um, I, yeah, I do really feel very fortunate that I've been able to do both comedy and drama. And I, I guess I, I prefer comedy a little bit more because I like sort of the instant feedback, especially if you're doing theater. You get a sense of whether or not it's working. But the fact that I've been able to do drama as well is, is sort of a bonus. And that's what I meant earlier when I said was that you were talking to about being typecast. You were asking me about what, the variety of roles that a person plays. Right. So when you're typecast is one thing, sometimes it limits you to just doing that, which, like I said, can work for or against you. But when you're doing the flip side of that is if you're not typecast and you're sort of all over the place, then you can sometimes get more opportunities to go in for things that you otherwise might not be called in for if they think, oh, she can't, she can't do drama or he can't do comedy. And now were you, are you able to ever take your pets on the set or what happens with them when you're having those long days of shooting? Yeah, no, I don't take them on set with me very often. I do an enormous amount of voiceover work, and occasionally I'll take them if I know the producers and I know that, that they're okay with it. I have a dog walker who comes in and walks Charlotte when I'm not here, and I have an assistant, and she takes care of my pets if it's a long day or if I have to go out of town. 
Oh, good. What kind of voiceover work are do we? Can we recognize you? You don't sound like that Aflac duck. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I do. Um, I do something called looping, which is um, when we do background voices on TV series. So I work on a lot of shows that uh, I work on a lot of hour dramas, filling in the background voices, like Chuck and NCIS LA, and um, I worked on ER and The West Wing and Third Watch, and would be the one saying, you know. Dr. Moore to the OR, Dr. Moore, oh. report to the OR. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to recognize, I'm going to listen next time I'm on Chuck. Is there an episode you just did some on with Chuck coming up? I actually do every episode of Chuck. Give me some things that you're saying. I'm curious. Some of the things you might hear me on Chuck that would poke out would be some of the robotic voices. You know, sometimes they'll, you'll hear a voice say, um, access denied. Oh, that's or, you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a, there's a few of us. There's usually three women on every episode, but the odds are good that if you watch an episode, if one of those will be me. You know, now that is a great gig in the movie business because you can come in looking in sweats and no makeup, exactly. right? That's right. Do you do anything like drink honey and tea or something? Or I mean, is your uh, I'm not obsessive about it, but yeah. I mean, I have the whole arsenal of throat coat and all the things, just slippery elm or whatever you <laughs> take. Uh huh. Healthy. I, I eat pretty healthy, so I, I keep myself. I think that helps me not get sick very often. We're speaking with Sally Brooks. She's an actress of many talents, and I wanted to get right to it. There's a new show on NBC. It's called Outsourced, and it's about a guy that's uh, coordinating, uh, I guess, a group of uh, what do you call them? Would that be mail order? Call or? Center. It's a call yeah. center in India. Call, mm-hmm. Yeah, call center in India. And my understanding is you're going to take on the role of the wife of the boss that's still in the United States that somehow pulled a fast one on uh, the star of the show, and he lands himself in India. So tell us a little bit about what your role is and what it's like uh, on the set. You know, I don't have a lot yet to tell you about. You've already said my my character is the boss's wife, and we're in um, couples counseling, so we're having Uh a little bit of marital tune-up. Uh-oh. the set's fantastic. The writers are really generous, and when we are working, they give us alternate line readings to find other options, and they let us improvise. And mm-hmm. Matt Walsh, who plays Jerry Stern, I play uh, his wife, is incredibly talented and a lot of fun to work with. So it's uh, it's really great, and it's nice to be on a new show where everybody's really excited and happy to be working, and really generous cast and crew. Now, what's your character's personality supposed to be as Nancy Stern? You know, she hasn't been developed a whole lot yet. You know, I think initially they wanted her to be sort of nagging and sort of, you know, a little unhappy with her husband and how much time he puts into work. But it hasn't developed a whole lot yet. And I think as, you know, the season progresses, whether or not they decide, you know, there's a lot of options right now. And I think as the show finds its way, the characters will find their way as well. Well, it's sort of like the show Glee. You know, they started with uh, a core cast, if you will, and now this season, they started introducing other characters. I think that's a smart strategy to keep the longevity going, don't you? I do. And I think that it helps reach a wider audience. You know, they have a really nice balance between their sort of younger cast members and their older cast members. All right. Anything you're doing coming up for the Tiny Loving Canines group? I know you're a big supporter of them. I don't know if they have anything coming up in the first of the year, any events or how people can learn more about that. So when they tune into the show. Yeah, they have a website, uh, tinylovingcanines.org, and they have a, a fundraiser. I'm not sure when this is airing or if this is airing live. It's on Sunday, December 12th out at okay. Miller Park, and the details are on their website. 
All right. Are you going to be there or are you going to be working? Unfortunately, I can't be there. I have two other events that day, but um, I'm, I've been spreading the word and, and sending out emails about it. Okay. And does uh, Kate Walsh's uh, two dogs, do they hang out with Charlotte? Luke, no, Diamond they're Phillips bigger. And She's afraid oh. of the bigger dogs, so no. we got to work on that. I we know. Work on that. Maybe I can help I you out. I am an animal behavior consultant, and my goal is to help bring harmony to people and pets. And I think with a terrier mix, you know, like Charlotte, there's a lot of, uh, I call it air guitar, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I'm just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Exactly. But, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, if you got a mellow dog and there's a big area that they feel safe and you just kind of be calm and don't push the introductions and they're just kind of hanging out after a good long run so they're both a little tired. Yeah. Maybe Charlotte could kind of meet a big lug of a dog yeah. that way but yeah i, I don't see idea. it happening at a dog park where there's a bunch of dogs there's a lot of mixing going on you know yeah but if not she is cool because she hangs out with two cats i know i know she's really great with them she's just wonderful and even now she's being really gentle with maud that maud's home from her surgery oh that's so sweet that's so sweet anything you want to end with that maybe something they've taught you that makes you a better person and a better actress? I mean, just hanging out and watching these three? Well, I think the, the biggest thing they've really taught me is more of a life lesson, which is just, you know, just like they live in the moment. They're really present in the moment. They don't hold on to things, you know. I can get uh, angry with Charlotte or frustrated with her, and, you know, I can try to correct the behavior, and then she's, she doesn't mind. She's okay, and the next minute she's back in my lap, you know. She's just really lives in the moment and doesn't hold on to things, which I think is a really good lesson we can all learn. I think so, too. Sally, I'm so glad you could be a guest on our show. We're speaking to Sally Brooks. You need to check out sallybrooks.com and tinylovingcanines.org. It's a great rescue group that she's involved with that's in the Simi Valley in California. And Sally, we actually have listeners from all over the world, including Singapore. So you're going to get some good range. We have like over a million people that tune in each week to Pet Life Radio. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much, Art. It was so nice to talk to you. So that's our show for now. I'm urging all of you to dash over to PetLifeRadio.com. We have a bunch of great pet shows on our network. It is the number one pet podcast network on the planet. That's a lot of peas. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.